Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 877-337-6666. Michael is calling from Wyndham. What's up, Michael? Sal, good to talk to you. I was wondering when you guys were going to take some calls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's late. I, I, I wanted to call you because I feel like all of the Met world is, is missing the point of what happened this year. Uh, that trade deadline came and went. I, I was scratching my head when it was done. And I, I, don't, I think we haven't gotten any answers as to why this happened. If you have a team that's about to win 105 games, well, they're on pace to win 100 and something games, the 10 games in front, Half the team is, is are free agents to be, uh, and you have glaring holes. You got to be aggressive and fix it. And they did nothing, and they let the other teams make aggressive moves. It's it is it is such a catastrophic failure. Everyone's blaming the Aces now in the in the first uh, in the first round. It's well, how could you? Well, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. How I, could I, you? I, n- I nothing to do with them, buddy. Well, well, of course it has something to do with them. But how can you not blame them? No, you can, but if you if you make. If you are, make any competent uh, trades, you can't tell me that that you, you, you can't. <laughs> if you trade a Ronnie Mauricio away, you're you're sitting there waiting, to, having the Phillies this round come into your building. Meanwhile, if well, you, you don't, you don't know that, that who who are you getting? And look, I I agree that the Mets didn't do enough. I said it at the time. I will continue to say it after. However, I do not believe that that is the reason why they a didn't win the division and b got bounced in the first round. Okay, but listen, if, if you make a trade and you get, let's just say you upgrade any position and you are now scoring runs a, a little more like a competent team, you go through, they weren't any good since August. You go through September and you have a bigger lead. The team relaxes more. The pitching, it, it, basically it's a balancing act. They right, work but you're assuming, A, that they would have made the right trade. B, who's that one bat? And do you think that that one bat would have made that big of a difference? Now, it would have helped. But I'm not so sure that it would have made that big of a difference if everybody else did the same thing that they were doing. What, what is your what is your um, what is your grading of of the trade deadline? I mean, to me, the fact you didn't even get a lefty reliever was like criminal, criminally negligent. Yeah, what, it, what is your assessment of it? And it turns out that the bullpen lack of moves in the bullpen didn't even hurt them because they didn't. Even yeah, get no, that it didn't far. at all. It's, it's true. It's true. I, just, I don't think you know, they did enough. At the time. You you want me to grade it? I mean, at yeah, the grade t- it. I thought they should have been very aggressive. Probably a D. I mean, I'd probably give it a D. But I also see two things can be true, Michael. I agree with you that they didn't do enough, and I would give them a failing grade. So that we agree with. But I don't believe that that's the reason they didn't win the division. They lost the division simply because Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, not one of them got the job done in Atlanta. They lost the division. You could talk about the other you know, games in September, but it wasn't just one bat. It was the team not playing well. But then they lost because of the same thing. Scherzer and Bassett in the wild card. 
Let me ask you one thing. Do you think, because Epler was saying that everything was so expensive, do you think there's any possibility that the other teams uh, had colluded a little bit to make everything so expensive for the Mets to punish Cohen for for uh, spending no. so much money? No, I, I don't you think, don't think it, I don't think it was any of that. I, I think that the Mets, here's what happened, and thank you for the call, Michael. And I, I get, look, I understand the frustration. Mets did not do enough at the deadline. I said it at the time. It was the first time, and if you've listened to this show throughout the course of the year, you know this. And if you haven't and you're just joining us now, hi, good to have you aboard. But if you listen to the show throughout the course of the baseball season, I was very confident the Mets were going to win this division. The first wake-up call or the first sour taste in my mouth about it, the first doubt that I had crept in at the deadline. Because part of me being confident in this team was knowing, not assuming, not guessing, not hoping, I knew Steve Cohen and the Mets were going to go out there and be aggressive at the trade deadline. Turns out, I was wrong. They didn't. They weren't. They were not aggressive at all at the trade deadline. And when they came out of that basically empty-handed, I was saying, well, this is not good. They didn't do enough to upgrade this team. But even with the inactivity, they still had multiple chances. A trade piece or two at the deadline shouldn't have been the difference of getting swept by the Cubs or not. It shouldn't have been the difference of losing key games to the A's, to the Marlins, to the Nationals. It should not have been a difference in just one of those games. Not to mention that, and we could get on DeGrom for his start in Oakland. You could get on DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett for their starts in Atlanta. And then again in the wild card, Scherzer setting the tone the wrong way in game one. That's why they lost. Regardless of whatever upgrades they would have made at the trade deadline, they were built on their pitching. And those guys didn't get it done. That's why they lost. Susan's calling from Brooklyn. Uh, from Brooklyn. What's up, Susan? Well, Sal, positive Sal. Uh, um, I'll tell you, I'm in a situation where I'm in assisted living and um, with a lot of Yankee fans, and how do I, I mean, I cannot root for the Yankees. you got to give me a reason why I should be rooting for the Yankees. Well, I mean, if you're a Met fan and you don't want to root for the Yankees, that's your prerogative. I can't help you on why you would root for them other than representing New York. I mean, it's to each individual to decide what they want to do as far as who you want to root for. Now, I will tell you this. If you happen to place a wager on the Yankees, that'll help uh, your interest level go up a little bit. And maybe you can root for your pocketbook instead of you know, the team that you usually you know hate. No, but seriously. I love Dusty Baker as a manager, and this is like, I don't know. I, I know you're going to probably say, but I just feel sorry for him because he never got a championship. And also, I got I to gotta weigh in something about the trade deadline. Maybe they didn't want to give away the form. Maybe they're going to be aggressive in the offseason. I mean, I'm just trying to think. I mean, am I wrong about that? No, you're right. As a matter of fact, you reminded me. I, I lost my train of thought, I guess, before when I was rambling on about the Mets. But I was going to explain before the reason that the Mets didn't make a move. What happened was they got scared off. 
after trading Pete Crow Armstrong the year before for Javi Baez. They did not want to part with any of their top prospects. They are trying to build a sustainable model with developing young talent and having a lot of it. So in the event that they do need to trade somebody down the road, they could do it and it wouldn't hurt their system. Also, they want to be able to replenish the major league level with cheaper options eventually because you can't pay everybody $300 million contracts. That's what happened. They got gun shy because of the year before. I'm not saying it's right, but that's what happened. And there's one guy I'm reading that is in the four league. He's he's uh, accelerating this guy, the one that they was just saying that they should trade running the Mauricio. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading. I'm reading little things that he's doing great, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm. Well, I mean, so, look, that that's fine, and that's a story for another day, Susan. But, you know, look, you want to root for, and we appreciate you checking in. Thank you for the call. If you want to root for Dusty Baker, I totally understand that. The, the baseball fan in me, I'd love to see Dusty Baker get one. I would not be opposed to that. From a Yankees perspective, though, this is a series that they got to win. This is it. It can't be the Astros dominating this quote-unquote rivalry. This is the third round now. It's time for the Yankees to get on the board here. 0 for 2. And the Yankees talked about the cheating. There's clearly a disdain from a Yankees perspective. I don't know about from the Houston perspective. I'm sure the Astros fans don't like the Yankee fans. But that's normal everywhere. And plus, you know, the Yankees are easy to hate because they're the winningest team because they spend the most money and all those you know obvious reasons. But the Yankee fan hates the Astros because they cheated. And beat the Yankees in doing so. And then followed up with a 2019 performance. So there's hate there from the other side. It's time the Yankees get on the board here. Oscar is calling from New Jersey. What's up, Oscar? What's going on, man? How are you? Um, good, good. Um, I was listening to that guy call in, the previous caller, a couple callers ago. I said that the Yankees, uh, Houston and four, the Yankees have no chance. Oh, come on. Yeah. As, as far as I remember, first of all, let's just enjoy the fact that we got to the OCS and let's, you know, let's soak that in. But both times that these guys beat the Yankees, didn't the Yankees win a couple games at home against Houston? Houston won at home and the Yankees won when we got, when they got back to the Bronx. Yeah, I think the first um, series, matter of fact, every team in 2017, every team won the home game. I forget exactly what happened in 2019, but I know the Yanks lost in six in that one in Houston. Yeah. So it's it's not impossible for the Yankees to be Houston. And both those times, Houston had the more dominant pitching staff and all that other stuff. And then and just this year alone with with the Bra- uh, with the Dodgers losing, the Braves losing, you can you can plan everything perfectly, and it doesn't mean that it's going to work out. So this nonsense where it's just you know we're done, we don't have a chance is ridiculous. Just enjoy the win, and guess what? It's zip zip. Let's see what happens. Agreed. And I think the Yankees are going to win, Oscar. I mean, I've said that before. I really feel like, because you just touched on the key point. This is different. This is not 2017. It's not 2019. The Yankees right now going in, I don't think the Astros are as good as they once were. I know that they've been one of the better teams in baseball this year, second to only the Dodgers record-wise. But I still don't think they're as good as they were. And I think the Yankees are better than they were, especially when you look at the pitching and the balance that they have overall defensively and more contact hitters. I think this is the year we get it done, man. Like yeah. you said, we get on the board this year, and then, it, we, like I said, even you win, 
and you figure out when you get to the next level. I don't know why fans, and it's just, I get that we want to win, but we're just so wound up and, and looking ahead that we're not, we don't even enjoy the moment. Well, you got to enjoy the moment. You're right. Now, there's not going to be much time, and thanks for the call, Oscar, as game one is tonight, later on this evening, game one, ALCS. So we're all looking forward to that. But yeah, you certainly have to enjoy the win. Now, here's the thing. It's hard to go nuts, although it seems like a lot of Yankee fans did in the Bronx after that game, you know, with the earlier start partying a little bit later or, you know, partying maybe abnormally with the way that the 4 o'clock start is. So you have even on a weeknight where people are going out 7, 8, 9 o'clock and filling the streets in the Bronx partying after this one. But it's hard for me to get excited about a series where the Yanks beat a team that they should have really swept or handled in four. Now, I don't think that the Yankees necessarily did anything wrong. They came back and were tested in game four. And then obviously in game five had a, you know, at least play the game. I wouldn't call it being tested. They had to play a game five, but they showed they were clearly the better team, but they beat Cleveland. Cleveland stinks. It was never about that. The Yankees had to get by that first round to avoid total embarrassment. The Yankees now are where we expected them to be. Head-to-head with the Houston Astros. This is where it gets real. Now it's, okay, are they going to get to that next level finally? Or again, be sent home early? But they had to win that first round, bare minimum. And they did. So far, Yankees' goal, you know, win the division, check. Get to the ALCS, you know, because they win the division, they get the bye, they're already in the division series. Get to the league championship series, check. But those third and fourth check box or check marks to fill in those boxes, those are going to be the toughest ones. We'll see if this team has it in them. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. How are you Yankee fans feeling going to Houston for game one a little bit later on? We've heard from Marco. We've heard from some Yankee fans uh, that call in. You know, of course, some Mets fans call in and and give their thoughts on uh, what the Yankees are going to do here against the Astros. But I personally feel like it's their time to break through. Now, what the hell does that mean? Who knows? We'll find out here. And I can't wait because this is the series that we've all been waiting for in the American League. But I could see why some Yankee fans would be a little nervous going into it. I'm just of the belief of, hey, take this thing head on and go out there and, and see if you could finally get over, you know, slay the dragon, slay the beast, get over that hump that has been the Houston Astros. You know what's funny? If the Yankees lost yesterday, and not that anybody expected that, but if they lost yesterday, the thing we look forward to now would be the Knicks starting up tonight. And instead, the Knicks are going to get lost in the shuffle. Knicks taking on the Grizz later on as they open their regular season up tonight. you believe that? Knicks and Nets um, both getting their season underway. Where are the Nets tonight? I heard the promo for it. Uh, Nets are home against the Pelicans. So you got the Nets at home against the Pelicans. you got the Knicks in Memphis. And everybody in this town is going to be focused on the Yankees, as they should be in Game 1 of the ALCS. I'm actually excited for the basketball season this year. Now, I'm not in basketball mode at all, and I'm looking forward to Omar in Brooklyn. When is he going to be? He's going to start calling up again, I would assume. 
now that the Knicks are getting underway. Although, where's he been with his bills, too? What happened to Omar? Come on, Omar, where are you at? I know you're out there. Anyway, I'm excited for the basketball season. This is an important year for both the Knicks and the Nets. And I do have a gut feel that, you know, we talk about the Yankees being on a mission to be able to go out there and beat the Astros. I think the Nets are on a mission. And that would concern me if I'm not a Nets fan. And, you know, I'm not. Although the fact that they're kind of, I don't know if they're underdogs, if that's the right way to put it. But the fact that everybody's been doubting them and it's all falling apart, I just get the feel that this is going to be the run for Brooklyn this year. And from the Knicks' perspective, I do think they're going to be an exciting team. Now, it better play out the right way. Because I was reading in the Daily News a little bit, Steph Bondi was writing about it, where there could be guys on the chopping block if the Knicks don't get off to a good start, if the Knicks don't have a good season here. they got to be a competitive team. They spend some money. They have Brunson now. They have some picks that they've developed. It's no more, oh, well, they should be a lottery pick and, and wait till you know next year. It's They should be a playoff team, a top six playoff team this year. It's top six or bust. Where does that get you? Eh. No man's land. But still, it's better than nothing. 877-337-6666. Andre is in the Bronx. What's up, Dre? Hey, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Dre? I'm pretty good in yourself. Hmm. Hey, let me ask you a question. If the Yankees get swept, will Aaron Boone get fired? No, I don't think Boone's getting fired. And a matter of fact, I don't think if Boone lost that first-round series, he would have gotten fired either. I think Boone is here to stay for a while. Oh, okay. So now the next question is, right, he has to have a really quick hook. Like, if the starters get in trouble because the bullpen is looking pretty decent, if the Yankees hit, they win. But if they get to a point where they're not hitting, you can forget about it because the pitching I think is going to be okay, Sal, but we have to hit the baseball. You know, we have to hit the baseball, Sal. Yeah, I agree with you, Andre, that I do think the Yankee pitching will be okay. Now, I'd be mildly concerned about the bullpen and closing the Astros out late in these games, but I think it's going to come down to the offense. Will Judge, will Stanton, will Rizzo, will the guys at the bottom of that order, will they get the job done against this Houston pitching staff? That will be, to me, the difference in the series, as it has been or as it was in 2017 and 2019. Yeah, well, listen, like I said, everything is there for the taking, but they have to forget about those two series because that that right, like that doesn't mean nothing. Like nothing haunts you anymore, right? And I don't know. Time, Wouldn't you want to hold on to that that anger, that frustration? No, no, no. Right now, because listen, all you got to do is win four games. You know, you got to get one over there, right? And we come back to the Browns, baby, and we gonna party like it was two thousand and nine. Yeah, you might you might be right about that. I'll tell you, if the Yanks ever come back here with a chance to wrap it up here, boy, that would be something. Hey, look, anything could happen. That's why you want to get in. There are four teams left. One of those four teams are going to win the World Series. Two of those teams wow. are going to get to the World Series. So. Anything could happen. Phillies somehow are three wins away from getting in the World Series. The Phillies suck. I mean, they were terrible all year uh, after watching them against the Mets, and now all of a sudden they're on the verge of going to the World Series. So anything's possible. I would not be shocked. I know people are going to look at this and say, well, the Astros are big favorites, and they were the better team. Nonsense. Doesn't mean anything right now. Yeah, you're right about that, sir. All right, Trey. Well, I appreciate the call. And, you know, look, good luck to your Yanks here. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe people will be partying 
and the Bronx like it's 2009. I remember in 2009, God, we're going back a ways now. A lot has happened since then. Hard to believe that that's actually the last championship. So hard to believe, in fact, that Bob Costas has no idea about 2009. Somebody let him know that the Yankees won the World Series in 2009, not 2000. That wasn't the last time that they won it. Anyway, it it's hard to believe it's been that long. And when I think of where I was in life at that point, I mean, I'm sure you guys think of the same thing. Think how long ago that was. It's 2022. What the hell's happened here? Wild. Anyway, I remember dating and living with a Yankee fan. She was a diehard Yankee fan. To a point where, like, it was a an issue in our relationship at times. And we, we had broken up, and then we got back together. And the second time we were dating was 2009. And I was like, well, for you, yeah, sure, I'll root for the Yankees, and I don't care, and you know, blah, 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 blah. And I remember watching the World Series, and, you know, Matsui doing his thing, and Pedro getting beat for the Phillies, and all that, and the Yankees winning. I was like, all right, well... There you go. At least you're happy. That's nice. I'm glad you're happy. The Mets are a disaster, but I'm glad you're happy. And then I took the subway the next morning, or I don't know if it was the next morning exactly, but it was whatever the when the parade was. And I remember taking the subway down to the fan. I was working here at the station at the time. We had still we had just moved to the new building. And I took the subway down, and it was just mobbed with Yankee fans going to the parade. And I was like, oh, God, I can't take this. And realized that maybe I made a mistake rooting for the Yankees at that particular time because the girl that I was dating. And guess what? We broke up. But anyway, that was a long time ago now. And for the Yanks, that's what they want to experience again. The party, the parade that they became so accustomed to experiencing in the 90s. And twice in 2000s. Bob, Steve is calling from West Islip. What's up, Steve? Hey, how we doing, Sal? How are you, Steve? I'm great. You are, you're, you are awesome, by the way. Oh, uh, I, couldn't agree, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Yankees have a great chance. Why is nobody talking about the fact that the Astros couldn't score a run for 17 innings? Right. Because they can't cheat anymore. <laughs> right. It took him forever. Right? I know. Well, you look at them. I don't think they're as good offensively. I don't care what the numbers say or what they did in the regular season. I just don't believe that the Astros are as good as they once were. So I know their record is good. I have great respect for them. I feel like they're they're more beatable now than they were in the past years. A hundred percent. And, you know, that last game, if the Yankees scored two runs, they probably beat them because they're not scoring any runs. The Astros. Well, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, they had trouble against Seattle in that extra inning game. And really, in the entire series, they had trouble with Seattle, where the Mariners were, they were tough. And the Mariners, man, they had the Astros on the ropes early on in that in that series. Game one, you can't lose that. And then even game two, they had a lead with their ace, Castillo, on the mound. But you know what? Jordan Alvarez struck again. So the Astros were resilient. They came from behind. Mariners were, I mean, for them, it was tough. You look at all it took for them to get back to the postseason for the first time in forever. but uh, And they put up a, a good fight, but it just wasn't good enough as the Astros were able to put them away. Yeah, well, I, I like uh, the Yankees' chances here. And like you, I'm originally, I started out as a Mets fan. I've learned to cheer for the Yankees because the Mets are never in the postseason. 
Yeah, well, so, that's a, it's a little different. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily cheering for the Yankees, Steve, but I get what you're saying, and thank you for the call. Look, I bet on the Yankees, so I don't necessarily want to lose my bet, but uh, I'm, I'm not – when I talk about the Yankees, I am not coming at it from a Mets fan perspective. I am not coming at it from a biased perspective. If you were to hear 2000 Sal talk about the Mets and Yankees, it would be a different story. Believe me, I hated the Yankees growing up. It's not that way anymore. Things change. But it's also my job to give you an unbiased take on the Yankees, and that's what I'm doing. I firmly believe the Yankees are good. I can't say that they're the better team than the Astros, but I just believe that they're going to win this series. Better team doesn't always win, and the Astros were better in the regular season, but I feel like they're more vulnerable. Now, they're still good. Don't get me wrong. The Astros are very, very dangerous. It's not going to be easy. Yankees are going to have to, you know, they're going to have to get great pitching from Cole and Severino and at least serviceable pitching from Tyone. See, that's my issue. If Tyone gets lit up in game one, then what are they going to do in game five? And with that coupled with the bullpen and potential problems the Yankees could have there, that would be the recipe for losing the series. Now, remember, the bats obviously got to get it going as well. If they don't hit the way that they didn't in 2017 and 2019, they're not going to be able to win. But isn't this great? You know, I always say, too, that we get to... You know, it happens a lot in the NBA, and we know the NBA started up last night, and again, the Knicks and Nets will open up their seasons tonight, but for the last several years, oh, Lakers, Nets, Lakers, Nets, or whatever, you always pick the top two teams, and that's the matchup that everybody wants to see all the time. And it doesn't always work out the way that everybody expects. Oh, these teams are you know the two best teams. Let's see how that's going to play out. Well, in this particular case, it did work out. We got the dream matchup. This was the dream matchup. Two best teams by far in the American League. The only roadblock for the Yankees was, in fact, the Astros. And here we are. ALCS, round three, years later, but still. Third meeting between these teams and the Yanks have lost the first two. That's unlike the Yankees to get dominated by an opponent the way that the Astros have uh, dominated them in the postseason. Cashman has to wear it. Boone has to wear it. Judge has to wear it. All these guys. And that's what I feel like the proper motivation. I'll tell you, the Yankees are a feisty bunch, too. I loved what Glaber Torres did with that rock the baby, that idiot nailer that he started, how disrespectful he was. Somebody should have went and tackled him on, on sight. The moment that Naylor was rounding third, screaming, that's my bleeping baby right there, somebody should have went and punched him right in the face. Not that I'm an advocate for violence, but in that particular case, I think it was warranted. And the Yankees let it go, and they did the talking on the field. Not that that's the right way or the way that I would have done it, but it's the way that they handled it. And then Glaber with the step on the bag and the rock the baby, and the look into the dugout. Oh, was that sweet. Oh, the trash talk. I love it. See you later. And Glaber says, you know what? I thought it was disrespectful. Yeah, who didn't? It was blatantly disrespectful. I mean, that was the most disrespectful thing I think I've ever seen on the baseball field. Bat flips or bat spikes or standing there watching home runs. That's different. 
that could be taken as disrespectful, but not like this. This was personal and disrespectful. So you're damn right the Yankees should have taken offense to that. And they did, and now they send the message to Cleveland saying, hey, you know what? He could watch it at home. And then Naylor, that clown, takes it even further in the postgame one, was asked about it, about the crowd mocking him, because that's what you saw. I mean, we told you yesterday that was going to be the case. Yankee fans booing him more so than anybody else, and you know, the mocking the rocking the baby thing. And Naylor's like, oh, it was awesome. I love it. It's a dream come true to be able to have all those people. You're lying through your teeth, you clown. You got clowned. They weren't cheering you. They weren't booing you. They were mocking you because you're a clown. You did something stupid. You're a scrub and you're talking like you own somebody. Garrett Cole. Guy was making over 300 million bucks. What, because you hit one measly home run? Get get in line. A lot of guys have homered off of Garrett Cole. What makes you so special? And then he did throw in the line and you could tell that Naylor was bothered. When asked about Glaber Tour, he said, yeah, I did see that. They could do what they want to do. They better go win it all. No, they don't have to win it all. They beat you. They sent you packing. You're going home now. You're going into hibernation. Your season is over. Whether they win the World Series or not, you got clowned, Naylor. But anyway, I like that edge that the Yankees have to them. And maybe we'll see that carry over here against the Astros. 877-337-6666. We've been talking mostly Yanks, but you can call and talk about whatever you want. We'll get into some of the football as well. I mean, look, it is Yankees all the time here now with them getting to the American League Championship Series, and that's what it's going to be about moving forward. This great series between these two teams, we anticipate game one matchup later on tonight, but then react afterward. Win or lose when we're back on tomorrow at 2 a.m. So for the next week or so, it's going to be about this ALCS here. But we could get into the Mets and their offseason plans and obviously the Jets' excitement and the Giants' excitement as well. And we did mention the Knicks opening up tonight. Are you into the Knicks yet? For me, uh, well, I mean, look, is tonight a two-TV night? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll have the Knicks on TV too. I'll be at SNY watching the game. But it's all about the Yankees. It's, come on, this is the ALCS. Maybe we can mention the NLCS and how sickening that was on the other side as well. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Be the bull. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal kind of back on the fan. You know what the best thing about the ALCS is? No Bob Costas. I hate to say that. As somebody who grew up loving Bob Costas. 
it's I, I couldn't take another series with him. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't. And I guess it's going to be Brian Anderson, Ron Darling, Jeff Francoeur. And I look forward to that. Not having, I just, Costas popped up on the TV screen in here. That's what made me think of it. And I know he's been getting ripped apart. How about Mike taking him out? My, and by the way, Mike nailed it. For those of you who might have missed it, Frances on his podcast was saying that Costas never shuts up. <laughs> oh, was that funny? But true. And he's giving you a history lesson. My God, everything's the history lesson. Dude, I understand. He was saying tonight or last night during the game, you know, the Yankees were started out great and people were talking about 1998 and then they went, you know, into the tank a little bit. Like, we know that. What Yankee fan watching that game is not aware of that? I don't want a history lesson. I want you to broadcast the game that's actually happening. I think Costas would be better off. And by the way, he's one of the all-time greats. I would never say that I could be a better broadcaster than him because I won't. Like, I, I get it. He's a legend. Okay? But he's not good at doing play-by-play currently. He was great, one of my favorites back then. It didn't work in this series. Don't need the story. Just do the game. There's a game happening right in front of you. Why are you telling us the history lesson of the sport? We almost had Bob Costas bingo the other night. He referenced Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, and Satchel Paige. And I swear to you, I was going to tweet out after he mentioned the first two. He mentioned Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. And I was like, ooh, we're halfway. I swear, I had this tweet in my mind, but I was like, during the game, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to say it. I was going to write, we're halfway home to Bob Costas bingo. All we need now is a Satchel Page and Bob Fellow reference. And I swear to you, an inning later, two innings later, he referenced Satchel Page. I was like, holy crap, I'm going to get it. It's just, I mean, he's going to mention all the, <laughs> it, it's predictable. References the history, the entire history of the sport. Well, back in you know forty two, it was Wee Willie Killer who uh, Wee Willie Killer who had the highest run total for like, come on, dude. Mo is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Mo? Yeah, how you doing? I'm um, okay. You? I'm just excited for this series and. I'm just, like, really worrying if Boone doesn't put in Peralta with a closer. Well, Peralta's, I mean, I'm assuming he's not going to be available tonight. He's pitched, you know, in these all five of these games here. Hey, I, I wouldn't. Two uh, years we have him already. Mm-hmm. There was not one game he, like, didn't give you quality every single time. So, but what are you worried about? You don't think Boone's going to use him in a big spot? I mean, every other reliever they use, base hit, walk, you can't do that against the Strohs. When you're on a World Series team, you put a man on base, they're going to cash in on it. Well, I mean, you'd rather not walk people, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with you. Clay Holmes, every time, base hit, walk, I don't care what it is. That's mm-hmm. a runner on base, and that could potentially be a run scored. Well, they're going to need both Holmes and Peralta to be at their best if they're going to close out the Astros. I mean, Peralta is always at his best, though. Uh, well, I mean, not always. Uh, they, what do you make it like? He's never got hit before. I mean, it does have a three ERA. I mean, Peralta's gotten touched up before, but he's been great as of now. It's going to be Holmes and Peralta. You can't get by without both. It's not just going to be one of them. That's true. And my second thing is, who's going to play left field? Well, I mean, that's going to be I don't know. It's a big question. Yeah, most guys are going with Cabrera. I think you have Gonzalez, who was a cheater himself. He knows the park. He knows the 
guys over there. He knows everything. Well, it depends on who's going to be healthy here. Is LeMayhew going to be healthy? Are they going to call up Peraza or, or add Peraza to this roster? If so, you can have either, let's say Stanton, let's say LeMayhew's healthy. You could have Stanton play left field and have LeMayhew DH or have LeMayhew play third and Donaldson DH. LeMayhew should not that. be playing. Who? LeMayhew should not play. Why? If he's healthy, you don't want him playing? He's not healthy. Well, if he's healthy, he's going to be on the roster. I'm just, now, he probably won't be, but let's just say that he is. You, you don't want LeMayhew? If he's healthy, I'd love him. Okay, right, exactly. Well, that was my point. If he's healthy, you could have him in the lineup at DH and move Stanton into left. Let's say that he's not. That and helps they, only if he's healthy, though. Oh, right, uh, right. So now I'm going to go over the options. Stick with me here. Now I'm going to go over the options if he's not healthy. So let's say LeMayhew's not healthy, and you could have Cabrera in left field, and you have Peraza play shortstop. I mean, you could also have IKF play shortstop, but if if it's not going to be Stanton in left field, it's got to be Cabrera. And then if that's the case, then they need to figure out if it's going to be Peraza at short, which I think that it would over Falefa because once they You're made forgetting the, about Gonzalez, well, no, I'm not glove. forgetting. I'm not forgetting about Gonzalez. I don't want him starting. You you mentioned it before. I'm not forgetting about him. I don't want him. Why not? Because I don't think he's as good as the other options. Kind of for left, uh, kind of for short, and then Cabrera in left. I would rather have that than I would, or Peraza. I'd probably rather have Peraza at short and Cabrera in left than I would. I don't want Morgan Gonzalez in the lineup. So if you're telling me Cabrera's got to be at shortstop, and then I don't have no IKF, no Peraza, and then I got to figure out left field, uh, I'd rather have. I'd rather go with somebody else. So I'd rather have the other option. Now, you hope LeMay, you could come back and you could move Stanton out and left. Or like I said, you can just go with, you know, Peraza at short and Cabrera and left. I don't want Morrow Gonzalez starting playoff games. But that's just me. Or I still remember Peraza's first game. His first I bet he doubled. Then he singled. Then he singled. That's exactly what the Yankees need. I mean, oh, right. Doubles hitting- and singles. Yeah, it sounds good, right, Mo? Thanks for the call. Doubles, singles, that's exactly what they need. Base hits, home runs, scoring runs. You're right. The Here's what I guess the Yankees are going to do. Let's assume LeMayhew is not healthy. I would guess the Yankees are going to put Cabrera in left and have Peraza on the roster at short. Now, I have not seen anything that's confirmed who could be on, who would be on, but I doubt that at this point, they could or would go back to IKF at short. Once you make that move to pull him off, I mean, Boone flat out said they think he's pressing. That's not going to go away in a few games. This is the series they've been waiting for for years. All year long, dating back to, you know, you could go back to 2019 when they got bounced by the Strohs. This is what they've wanted. They're not going to go out there with Connor Falefa now and just be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, he was pressing just for that series. No. Gio's calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Gio? Hey, what's going on? Listen, um, Sal, you do a great job. Thank you. Uh, real quick, I just want to say, you know what? All these Yankees fans, no matter what, we got to be happy what we got. And let's just, like you said, take it all the way. It's time to go. It's, it's a great time to be a New Yorker right now. You got the Yankees on top. The Giants are looking great. The Jetty, the Jets. I even looking great. So it's a great time to be a New Yorker. If you're a Yankee fan, win, lose, or draw, we made it this far. Trust me and believe me when I tell you, yo, it's, it's, it's our time. And like you said, 
it's our time, and then win or, win or, win or go home. That's it. Well, see, I'll, I'll disagree with you for a second, Gio, on win or lose, it's a good thing. If they lose this series, it's not a good thing. Now, it's not as bad as it would have been had they lost to Cleveland in round one, but still, you, the Yankees cannot accept losing yet again in the championship series. They, they've got to be better than that. The expectations are higher. It is World Series or bust. I'm not saying that everybody's going to call for Cashman or Boone to be fired, but they've got to win this series. There's no more accepting, not, oh, you know what? The Astros are just better. You tip your cap. No. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. I, I don't. I know for a fact, listen, we got. they got us, what, five games to – Five games to three, and and, and and all the times we've played them already. I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent We have to take it. It's no shorts. I mean, it, it's time for it's time for a boom to just pull out all the stops. I mean, it's just a straight goal for like. It's time to take their heads off. I mean, I, I don't mean to say it like that, but I mean, listen, oh, slay it, the it, dragon. That's it. I mean, if you slay him and and cut it off at the head, I mean, these guys, yeah, they they do. They're a young team. They got they got so much energy. Yeah, we get hurt, but you know what? Look at them playing hurt and everything, y'all. I'm I'm just I'm so excited. I'm I'm I was working, listening to the game in my tow truck, and I I, I just couldn't even concentrate because. Hmm. This is our time, man. It's like it's right here. It's, it's no, right four teams here. left. Can't. Yeah, four teams left. Yankees are one of them. Gio, we can't we can't lose this. This is uh, I. This is a great time. I know George. I know George is in his grave, just going bananas right now because hmm. finally we're back on top. Like, yeah, we, we're here. We're there. Let's go all well, the way. Yeah, I'm not sure Let's about go. that. And thanks for the call, Gio. We appreciate you checking in. And we won't get into all that, what exactly is going on with George and all that stuff. But, I mean, you know, this is this is a huge series. Anybody involved with the Yankees, this is, I mean, this is as exciting as it gets right here. To beat the Strohs, to get back to a World Series, that's been the mission from day one. And we'll see if they can do it. You said a couple of things in there, and then I got distracted. I forgot what. Once you started, said George is, you know, going bananas in his grave, and then I started to think other things. But yeah, for the Yankees, I mean, this is the final challenge here of the American League, and that's why I always said, you know, look, they're not going to fire Boone, they're not going to fire Cashman, but if they don't win this series. That's what fans are going to start calling about again. Oh, they didn't build a good enough team, and Boone's not the right guy. It also does depend on how the series plays out as well. You can, I mean, what if Boone makes a complete gaffe with the bullpen usage? What if somehow Boone is in the middle of why the Yankees don't win? Then that gives, you know, there's more meat on the bone there. And I don't think he will be. I'm just saying that, you know, there are examples here where just because they lose doesn't necessarily mean one thing. It depends on how it happens as well. But we'll see. Point is, the expectations are to get to and then win a World Series. And I was being a little lenient, saying they at the very least have to get to a World Series. Well, to do so, they're going to have to go through the Astros. Here we are. American League Championship Series. 2022. Off of the loss in 2017, the cheating strows off of the loss in 2019. It's time to slay the dragon, cut the head off, 
and throw it in the trash can. Eight, seven, you know, the cheating trash can. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 